All right. What's up? We live. We live up in here. Uh, Want to just say hello. How's it going? We're going to continue on our five frameworks. Today we are talking about, uh, what are we talking about? Sales, leads, getting them in, right? Closing them. Um, so uh, come on in. Let's go. Let's get people rolling here. If you can hear me, if you can see me, go ahead and uh, drop a yes in the comments. Let me know that you can hear me and see me. Um, if you can hear me and see me, drop a yes in the comments. Uh, and we're going to get rolling right into sales. Um, I love sales. Uh, I look at it, uh, you know, I'm a jujitsu guy. So I kind of look at it as like flow rolling. Um, you get in there and you kind of get to spar around a little bit. It's never a fight. It's just kind of fun. Um, so, you know, uh, it's, it's a good. So like I said, if you can hear me and if you can uh, go ahead and drop a yes in the comments, let me know that you can hear me and see me. I'm at a different location today doing this live. So uh, hopefully everything is good. Um, yeah. So like I said, uh, sales is like a flow roll, right? So if you're a jujitsu guy or if you're, uh, you know, different martial artists, um, flow rolling in jujitsu is kind of like you go out there, you just kind of go move for move. You're not trying to submit anybody. You're not trying to smash anybody. Uh, you're just trying to, um, get a nice kind of roll going, nice little fluid motion, um, and really start to kind of hang and, and start to get the, get the movements and kind of get warmed up. Right. So that's kind of how I look at look at sales. Um, sales really needs to be like that dance or that flow roll. Like you're going back, you're listening, you're talking, you're having a nice experience with people. Um, and when you have that nice experience, they get something of it, you get something out of it, right? So uh, you can hear me and see me. Um, please drop uh, drop a yes in the comments. Let me know you can hear me and see me, uh, and we will keep on rolling. So. Um, right? It's the most important, probably the most important thing in your, if you can, the people in the, you want to be able to close them, you already, you know, spent money on that, that lead for generating that lead. You, you spent money, you know, getting that lead nurture in the door. Um, so if you're spending that money, you want to make sure that you're closing these people. So, like I said, you really need to look at it like a, uh, like a flow roll, right? Kind of back and forth, getting to know the person, kind of building that rapport, talking to them, asking them questions, really digging into what their problem is. Um, so uh, really, really important to kind of think of it, that mindset, right? It's never a fight. You never want to be aggressive. You never want to kind of talk back or, or get into an altercation. It's always kind of like a give and take, um, but in that flow roll kind of mindset. Um, you know, I'm going to break down a kind of couple ideas of things that you need to always include in your sale. Um, and then I'm going to break down the, the basically the, the six steps that are going to follow the sale um, and, and how you actually go through that sale and the process that you want to build. If you don't have a script or if you don't have a sales process, like these are the frameworks that you want to follow. So make sure you stick around to the end. Uh, I'm going to kind of do uh, drop this into three parts kind of like the, the things that you need to be touching base with, things, how to set up your room, how to talk about things, um, and then kind of that uh, that main six parts. Uh, and then we'll kind of get into some, some of the creative sales techniques. Um, so that being said, if you like sales, put sales in the comment. Uh, let me know that you like sales, that you like doing sales, that you have fun with sales. Um, if you don't like sales, 
put no in the comments. Scared of it, not sure what to do. Um, let me know. Put that in the comments. Um, there is a slight delay with uh, with this stream service that I use, StreamYard. So if there is a question, I might not see it right away or um, get to it right away. But I will get to it or comments in the in the um, comments. So make sure you're dropping those in there. Um, so again, um, look at sales. Uh, the the way I like to map out my sales program is is think about a road, right? So you have like the top of the road, the bottom of the road, and then you have your dotted line or your middle of the road, right? So sales is just like a road. Um, you want to stay in that roadway. If you start to get out of the the road, top or bottom, side to side, um, you're going to crash. And when you crash, uh, the sale is going to crash. So you use that road as your guide, right? So if somebody's talking too much about something else, you want to bring them back into that sale. If they're underneath of the sale, or if you're starting to talk about things too much, bring it back to that center line, right? So you're using the outsides of the road as kind of like your your um, your your requirements or your or your lane, um, and you always want to stay in that lane because, like I said, once you start to veer out. Um, outside of those lanes is when you start to crash. Um, and if you get too far away, whether they're talking about crazy stuff or you start talking about crazy stuff or bringing up things that don't matter, um, that's where the sale is going to crash. So you always want to kind of stay in that roadway. And as you stay in that roadway, you're going to bring them to that sale. Think of that as a straight line and you want to get from A to Z of that sale um, in that straight line and be able to close them at the end of it, right? So again, if if that makes sense, put a thumbs up in the comments. Let me know that that's making sense. Um, if you can hear me and see me, drop a yes in the comments. Um, another thing that's really important, like I said, I'm going to kind of break down some of the important factors that you need to be thinking about while you're doing the sale. Uh, and then I'll break down the actual six steps of the sale that we want to touch on every time that we are in a sale. So, um, tonality is another thing that you really want to practice and learn and get good at, right? So tonality is, uh, using words, uh, to, to relay message, right? Or using reactions uh, from words and how to like use by body language and things like that um, to get the point across, right? So if I, you know, just to kind of give an example of this, if I was going to tell you a secret, I wouldn't be like, hey, I'm going to tell you a secret, like get big and bulky and loud, right? No, I would get, I would get small. I would lean in and I would tell you that secret quietly, right? Like, hey, I got a little thing I'm going to I'm going to hook you up with, all right? But an example would be the opposite. If I want to bring excitement, if I'm like, man, this is perfect for you. I wouldn't do that quiet and small, right? I wouldn't be like, man, this is this is perfect for you. No. I'd be like, "Well, I have the best program for you. You're going to love this program. I get excited about it. Um, and now my excitement is going to move over to them. So using tonality, um, whether you have a script or not, just knowing when to increase volume, get big, when to decrease volume, get small and quiet. Like it makes a really good uh, impression on the person. It starts to bring them into your um, your mood or your your uh, your kind of thing that you're trying to get across to them. So if you if you're trying to like imply that, hey, I'm giving you a deal, like I'm going to get quiet and small and kind of like, hey, look, I'm going to hook you up. Like, don't, don't, don't let anybody know. All right. So again, like using tonality in a, in a way of sales is super, super important. 
Um, and that's, again, whether it's big and bold and you're being exciting or whether you're getting small, but tonality is very, very important. And, and using that as a tool will help you through that sales process. Um, again, so social proof, that's another thing that you want to bring into every sale. Um, we like literally have a room set up for sales at the gym. Um, that room has like top to bottom of the wall, um, five-star reviews. So from Yelp, Facebook, Google, any of those things, we put those on the wall. People read through those. Um, next to it, we have all of our before and afters. We have all of our like medals and things like that on the wall. So again, social proof, like, hey, all of these people had this work for them. It's going to work for you too. Um, so it makes a very easy sale. They're in there. They're reading all of like these amazing uh, before and afters. They're reading all of these reviews. Again, it sets the stage um, for your program, right? Like I can get this program. Anytime we're in sales, we're kind of looking at three points, right? Whether they know, like, and trust us, whether they know, like, and trust the program uh, and kind of know the team, right? So if I can, if I check mark in each one of those places, team, myself and the program, like the, it's going to work for them. They trust me and they trust the facility and our team. But yes, at the end of that sale. So social proof is going to help with that, right? Like I helped all the program did this for all of these people. The team was able to get this result for, for these people. So social proof is really important. So like I said, you want to set that stage. You want to have a nice little area. It doesn't have to be a separate room. It can be on the wall in the, you know, behind the desk or whatever, but set that stage. Um, we have a, we have a book that we put a bunch of before and after pictures, um, success stories, parties that we do, big groups of people having fun. On a book. So when they walk in, we can give them that book and they can read through the book and again, see reviews and so that. So all of that is setting the stage for the sale. Like the sale doesn't start when we start to talk about the price or any of that. The sale starts like when they're in their car, when they've clicked on the link, what what stuff they're getting, what that lead nurture process, all of that is leading up to the sale um, and part of that sale. Uh, so you want to make sure that whole flow makes sense um, and is hitting all of these things, right? Tonality, um, staying in the lane of the road, uh, social proof. Um, another thing that you always want to include and in whether this is advertising, you're trying to close a sale, urgency, right? Scarcity and urgency. And that's just, uh, scarcity is just like how many spots I have, right? I have 10 spots. I have a hundred spots. And especially now with like the whole um, environment that we're in, a lot of people are in restricted 10% occupancy, 25%, 50% occupancy. So all of these things. So you want to use that as scarcity to sell your program. And again, if you're, if you're doing things correctly, you want to be pricing that at a correct amount, because if you can only allow 10% of the people come in, like those 10% of the people need to be paying a decent wage or, or, or um, membership price for that. Um, and then urgency is just a time aspect, right? Ends this week, ends today, ends in one hour. Like, so you're just putting a time aspect on it, right? The program starts this Saturday. Uh, so you want to use that scarcity and urgency in any sale or any ad. Uh, you know, we have 10 spots and it ends this Saturday. Very important. You want to be honest with these things. You want to um, actually go through those. But scarcity and urgency are going to be another tactic that we want to use in any sale. Um, so if you use uh, scarcity and urgency, if you use, um, just put a yes if you right now in your sales process, 
Um, if you use social proof right now in your um, advertisements, if you use uh, uh, urgency and scarcity right now, put yes in the comments. Let me know that you're using some of these tactics. Um, so now we're going to kind of jump into the, the six main points um, that you want to make sure that you're hitting uh, during your sale. Okay. So these are the six main points that every sale needs to kind of go through in order to get um, a good outcome at the end. Right. So if you kind of miss these steps or, or skip these steps, you may start to have problems. What's up, Jonathan? Jonathan uses these for sure. Anybody else use these? Put a yes in the comments if you're using any of these tactics. So, um, so basically rapport and questions, right? We want to, we want to build that rapport and a lot of this can start with social proof. A lot of this can start with just asking, you know, how are you doing? What's going on? Where are you from? All this kind of stuff. Um, what have you done before? But we want to build that rapport and we want to dig in and a little bit, start to personalize this relationship with them. So as I build that rapport, I'm starting to kind of like, oh yeah, I've been there before. I know somebody in that area. Like, oh yeah, I came here and trained. In that, you want to build that rapport. You want to, again, get them to know, like, and trust you. You want to build that rapport also with the facility. You want them to start to know like, oh yes, yeah, somebody came here from that area. I know that person. They train here too. So again, you're, you're adding social proof and you're starting to um, get them to know, like, and trust the program and the building and the business, right? Uh, so uh, just kind of building that rapport and asking some questions at the beginning. And these questions are going to kind of go to step two, which is going to be find the pain or the problem that they came in for. Okay. So whoever's clicking on this link is doing it for a reason, right? And that reason could be, they want to lose weight. They want to uh, learn self-defense. They want to get out of the house. They want to, you know, they miss wrestling or they miss a club kind of sport or military. And they want to have that uh, energy and that excitement of hanging around the people and, and getting those friends and stuff on the mat, right? So pain or, or problem, we need to dig into that. And we really need to figure out what that pain is and what that problem is. So this is the one that the most important in the whole process. Um, because if you can get that pain out of them, uh, and you need to really dig for this, you can't just have this be a surface level, like, oh, why are you here? Oh, I just want to try it out. Like, okay, cool. And then go into the sale. Like you have to go back. So if they say, oh, I just want to try it out. Like, okay, cool. What, what, what brought you and what kind of made you want to try this out? Well, you know, like I just thought it'd be cool to do this. Okay, cool. Like wh where did you, what did you see that was cool that you thought, you know, you might want to train martial arts? Oh, well, you know, like, uh, one time I was, I was in a situation and, and, uh, you know, these guys came up, started kind of talking to us and, and I was scared. My wife got scared and I just thought it'd be cool to know some self-defense or some jujitsu. Like, Oh wow. How did that make you feel? Oh, you know, like truthfully, I was really scared and my wife was super scared and, and I was kind of ashamed that I, I didn't stick up for ourselves. And so now you start to dig into that problem and figure out like, okay, this guy got in a bad situation. He was he was nervous. His wife was nervous. He was ashamed that he couldn't take care of his family. So now we start to really dig into that pain and we, and we find that problem for them. So once we kind of figure that pain out, 
And again, this is a step process. Like I have to keep digging and keep digging and go back. Like don't let them kind of surface level this. Really important to dig into this problem and really find this problem uh, of what they need, right? So once we kind of dig in and we, we get to the root of that problem, right? Again, don't let this be surface level. Like really dig into this, into this um, problem or pain. Um, once we do that, now we want to start to like twist the knife, right? We want to we want to label them with this problem. So um, again, I'm going to go back and I'm going to I'm going to actually at attach this problem to them as a person. So it was like, wow, like that's really got to be scary. Like if you were in that situation, your wife was super scared, like, and you kind of felt ashamed that you didn't know what to do to, to really um, protect her. Like, man, I, I understand how you feel like that would be a terrible, terrible situation to be in. And like, I totally understand why you want to learn martial arts to kind of not ever be in that situation again. So, um, so now I've kind of labeled him with that pain. Like, you need social, you need martial arts because you want to have self-defense and you want to be able to protect your family. Like, okay, I found the problem and I've labeled him with that problem. I've twisted the knife to remind him of what that problem was. Um, and once I kind of do that, now we are on the, the kind of the same, the mindset of why they're there. And now I can offer that solution, right? So kind of step four is going to be offering that solution to them. So like, hey, this is the this was the problem. You told me the problem. I labeled you with that problem. Now I'm going to tell you the solution to your problem. Like, we have this really great program that's going to fix exactly that problem through our fundamental jujitsu program. You're going to get our self defense techniques. You're going to get um, our martial arts stuff. You're going to use our curriculum. Like, we have the perfect program for you. It's set up for people just like you because we're going to again we're going to go through whatever that sales process is for you. For us, it would be like, hey, we're going to give you classes. Um, we're going to give you all of the information on the self defense and the and the curriculum that you need. Um, then we're also going to give you um, a mentor that's going to walk you through this. So if you do have any problems or any questions, they're going to be right there with you to walk you through this. So you never have to um, have a question about this program. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. So we offer that solution. Okay. So again, we're going to kind of start with building that rapport, asking the questions, um, digging in, trying to figure out what it is that we can help them with. Um, find that pain or that problem, really start to dig into that, really get to the root of that problem, make sure that we're understanding it, make sure that they're understanding it. Then we're going to twist the knife. We're going to label them with that problem. So you have this problem uh, and it is attached to you because of this. Uh, I know how that felt. And now I'm going to be able to give you a solution to that problem, which is for us would be our like six week program, um, whether it's weight loss, whether it's kids, whether it's adults. Um, and we would charge, you know, $600 for that. That's just how we bring everybody into our program. So we bring them in, we push them to that program, right? That would be the pro problem. Um, so that would be the solution to that program, right? And then the last thing that we're going to do is ask for the close. So again, like this program is perfect for you. Do you think that would work for you? Yes. Okay, perfect. Do you have an ID? I always ask for the ID because the ID is going to be the, the entry to the wallet, right? The, if they have the ID, they have the credit card. Sometimes if you say, do you have your credit card? Now they're starting to look like, oh man, I don't know if I want to pay for this right now. But, and then they can say, oh, I don't have my credit card. I don't have my wallet, whatever. Right. But if you say, Hey, do you have your ID? They pull out the ID very easily. It's, it's not as, um, they don't, they don't re register that with, with paying for something. They just register that as an ID for themselves. Um, and they're like, yeah, sure. And then you say, cool, I have the credit card. And now you have that closed, right? 
but you always need to be asking for that close, right? A, B, C, always be closing. So um, a lot of people get into the point where they should be asking for the close, but they kind of like back up because they don't want to ask for money. So it's kind of like, I gave you that solution. What do you think? Oh, it sounds good. And then it's like, all right, what do I do now? Like, I don't want to ask him for money. Like, so we have to be used to, we have to be okay with asking people for money. Um, that's what's, that is the close, right? We have to be able to ask them for that money. The other thing that could happen is they say, no, like, I don't know. I need to ask my husband. I need to talk to my whatever. Right. Um, so that's where we get six um, objection overcomes. And these are going to come from time to time. Uh, you know, I always kind of talk about, you know, uh, 60, 20, right? 20% of the people are old. What they want the service. They don't care what the price is. They're just going to buy. Um, and that's that 20% that's knocked down super easy. Anybody can close them. 20% of the people are never going to buy no matter what, no matter what the product is, no matter what the price is, they're just never going to buy. Um, and then the 60% in the middle are the ones we have to fight for. And they're the ones that they're going to throw up objections, mostly because they don't want to be uh, wrong. They don't want to make a mistake and pay for something that they don't get the value from, right? So those are the people we just have to keep going back and making sure they like us, making sure they understand and like the program, uh, they understand and like the business and the team that's going to be there, right? Or the other people in the area um, or, you know, in the, in the facility. But we need to be able to ask for those objections or we need to be able to, uh, to know that those objections may be coming. And then we have to be able to um, address those uh, objections and then go back and ask for the close again. Right. So an objection might be something like, oh, my husband, uh, I got to talk to my husband. I got to talk to my wife. And then it's like, oh, cool. Did they know you were coming? Yeah, yeah, they knew where I was coming. Oh, cool. Did they did they know that this was a problem that you had? Yeah, yeah, they knew that that was a problem. Cool. What, what do you think they're going to say? Like, yes, no? It's like, oh, they'll probably be okay with it. Okay, well, cool. Let's go ahead and get you set up now. So again, like we we talked about the objection. We went right back to the close. Like, if you think they're going to be cool, let's go ahead and get you set up. Like, we have a 30-day cancellation policy. So if you don't want to do it, we can cancel it out. It's no problem. Um, okay, cool, cool. I'll do it. Uh, you know, so just as easy as that. As long as you know these things are possible, um, then we can start to be ready for these objections. Um, we have a whole objection, you know, series that we that we do, and we know we have kind of step by step to do. Um, but again, the idea of this is just knowing that they're coming, and then having something prepared for them, whether and whether it's money, whether it's spouse, whether it's you know work, what whatever injuries. Um, so all of these things are, are problems that we're going to have. We have to be able to uh, talk about those objections. We have to be able to address those objections. And then we have to be able to overcome those objections. As soon as we end that objection overcome, again, we want to come right back and ask for that close again. Like, cool. What's your husband think? Did he be cool with it? Be okay with it? Okay, perfect. Like, let's go ahead and get you set up. We have a 30 day cancellation. We can get you, we can get you closed out if he, you know, if he starts to slap you around or something. Right. And you can make a little joke and kind of dig in a little bit that like, hey, you, you know, you can make decisions, right? The other thing you can do with objections is what we call labeling, right? So if you ask, um, if you ask a woman and, you know, she wants to do weight loss or whatever, and then you say like, hey, can you make this decision by yourself? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I can make the decision. Like, oh, you're a strong, independent woman. Like, that's just like my wife. Like, so now I've labeled that person as a strong, independent person that can make a choice on their own. Um, and now we can go ahead and push them into the program through that objection overcome. 
So those 60% of the people in the middle are the ones that we have to fight for. And like we were talking about yesterday, if, if I'm fighting from the position of I'm here to help and my thing can actually fix their problem and I actually believe that and I have social proof that can show that, like I can actually come from the correct area of like, hey, I'm here to help. This is going to help you fix your problem uh, and I can sell from that. And if I'm more convinced that I can help them than they are that they're going to make a mistake by jumping in the program, I'm going to be able to sell those people. So it's those 60% in the middle that we have to fight for, that we're going to have objections, we're going to have to overcome those objections, and then we're going to have to ask for that close again. Um, that's kind of like the overarching idea of these things, right? So again, kind of going through the um, going through the step-by-step -step idea of this is, um, you know, always using that roadway, right? Like I want to stay in that road. I want to use a straight line from the beginning of the sale to the end of the sale. I don't want to get off track too much because as I get off the road, I'm going to crash, right? And it's the same with the sale. As I get off that straight line, I'm going to crash. Um, tonality, getting tonality, whether it be through your script or anything, like being able to use that tonality in your favor um, so that you're not monotone, you know, um, man, monotone man or whatever, uh, you have like a good kind of flow to your talk uh, and you can kind of in and out and higher and lower. Um, and that's how you actually get excitement and energy into the conversation. Um, social proof, make sure you set that room up. If you set that room up and the social proof is really amazing, it's going to help the sale, right? Um, urgency and scarcity, using limited amount of spots, limited amount of time. One thing just from a funnel standpoint, right? We had our funnel and it was converting at like 15%, uh, you know, opt-ins. Uh, and we just changed one thing at the top and it said like, today's the last day. And it has a little clock tick down. Um, just that one thing that said, today's the last day to sign up for this program, uh, made our conversions go up 5%. So we went from like a 15 to a 20% conversion just from that one thing of, Hey, today's the last day to get set up for this free program. Those are the things that you want to be including in your in your sales pitch, right? Scarcity, urgency. Hey, you know, again, this goes back to objections. Um, if I have an objection and I say, look, like I only have three spots left uh, and it starts this Saturday. So if you want to do this, like I understand you want to talk to your husband, but let's go ahead and get you set up. If you need to cancel, you can cancel, but I only have the three spots. So if you want that, you got to get set up today um, and then we'll get you. If not, you know, we, you, you're not going to be able to get into this program this time. Um, and again, be honest with the people, have the have the actual proof of that, have the actual program starting that week and all of that. But again, urgency and scarcity are going to be super important um, in that sales process. Um, and then so again, going through, that's kind of the, the pre thing that you want every kind of sale to be positioned around. And then as we get through the sale, we want to build that rapport. Oop, we want to build that rapport. We want to uh, drop the pain or problem, like dig into that, really figure out that pain and problem for the person. We want to twist the knife, um, label them with that problem. We want to offer that solution, uh, whatever that program is going to be that's going to fix that problem. We want to ask for the close. So when we ask for that close, we start to always ask. Um, I always do what's, you know, do you have your ID on you? That's an easy transition into the money. Um you want to, uh, any objection overcomes, you want to know that they're coming. You want to be able to um, explain those um, away. And then again, right back to ask for the close again. So these are kind of the, the main steps. These are the, the, um, if you need any help, 
drop a comment in the uh, or drop a drop a uh, a question in the comments. Um, as I'm finishing up, if you have any questions, I've got like a 10 or 15 second time delay on this stream. So if you have any questions, drop them in the comments now. Um, as I finish this up, I'll hit any questions or comments that you may have. Um, I hope that helps. Uh, if you're if you're struggling with sales, use these tactics. Um, if you need our fabulous five frameworks um, for how to grow your academy, you can get the whole booklet and all the videos that go along with it um, for free. No obligation, no nothing. Just put five in the frameworks or five in the comments and we'll make sure to get you that framework. If you do have any questions, drop them in there now. Uh, and then also uh, tomorrow we will be talking about delivery, right? So kind of running back through the main things, right? We we got that lead nurture, which is our bait, uh, or I'm sorry, the lead generation, which is our bait. Um, we got our lead nurture, how to get them in the door and show up. Um, now we just talked about sales, how to land them. So about sales, we always promise something, right? We're promising something to the people that were buying our product. So if they do that, we want to uh, give them what we promise. Plus, we want to give them more, right? We want to we want to deliver what we promise them, but I always want to over deliver so that the people are wowed. So tomorrow, we're just going to talk about delivery um, and how to systemize that fulfillment um, of what you promise, so that you do have that predictable process to again get predictable outcomes, right? All of these frameworks, these five frameworks that we're talking about, all try to systemize and process um, and and process base your offer your lead nurture, your sales, your fulfillment and delivery. And then again, we'll kind of get into how to elevate them, keep them around for a long time. So um, that's what's up next tomorrow, uh, delivery and fulfillment. So uh, I will end it now. I hope that helps. Uh, if you do have any comments or questions that I miss, I'll make sure to follow up with them in the comments below. But we're getting right at 30 minutes and I want to make sure um, we keep this under 30 minutes. So um, drop the questions, comments in. If you have any friends that are interested in this, please add them to the comments below. Um, that will help them. If you have friends that are, are not in one of these groups or pages, um, please add them to that as well. Um, if they own a martial arts school, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, MMA, anything, um, or if they run one, right? Uh, we want to be able to help them scale. We want to be able to help them get um, some good results from their marketing um, uh, marketing and from their sales perspective. Okay, I uh, hope that helps. Uh, if you have any questions, if you want to, if you want to chat with me, uh, just hit me up, uh, Lance Trippett. All right, talk to you soon. Thank you.